thanks so much uh, for coming on on the uh, the podcast today. No worries. Before we get started into what we'll talk today about is mindfulness. Yep. Are you able to give a bit of background on on yourself and Next Level? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Nathaniel Hodges. I'm the co-director of a company called Next Level. My business partner and and really good friend is Tim Bishop. He's actually in LA at the moment, just doing a little bit of work with finding some people and some places over there. And uh, yeah, so Next Level is a people performance business and we show people how to play a bigger game. Now, if you see Next Level anywhere, the next thing you'll see is how to play a bigger game. And that is essentially how to get from where you are now to where you want to be and then all the clarity and action in between those two things. So we work with a range of different people from individuals at the very beginning who want to really step up and play on the edge all the way through to bigger businesses and enterprise. What are some epiphanies that people have? when they start to play their bigger game? Okay, so that's a good question. The First of all, we, we attract a lot of people that want to, they've got very sort of, here, here, we've got two people that come, either someone with very clear goals, it's normally around business and progress, or someone who goes, I'm really open to this, I have no idea what I want to do, but I'm here and I'm, I'm ready to progress and learn because I know there's more out there. So we've got those two sort of streams happening. Something very interesting happens. The people that come in with the, here's my goals, here's what I want to do, here's the tangible stuff, normally go, oh, it's actually about me first. And the other way, the people that go, what's my thing, who am I, get me clarity, go, oh man, I've got some things to do in the world, I'm very valuable. So people come into these two two worlds and then they cross. So that's probably some of the biggest epiphanies is people, they, they just start to understand where it's coming from, why it's happening, and when they put the pieces together, it's really beautiful to see. Must be you must see that people's eyes light up when they when they make that sort of leap and that jump for sure um, yeah and they realize eyes face um, body everything yeah. lights up <laughs> but you know people wear people do wear some of those epiphany moments on their face and that's probably you know one of the core reasons or one of the currencies that I like to deal in is seeing people really light up and you know sometimes you see that you can see the cogs turning and they're just having these moments of clarity and awareness and uh, that's probably one of the best parts of the gig actually is is helping people have those moments because sometimes you can have those and you come out of them different forever mm. which is yeah they're very the moments of awe for sure yeah and so it's, it starts then to set a progress in motion and to see them sort of grow even further. yeah yeah well we see reward centers kick in like that you know people have these epiphany moments and you see the reward that they're getting and it does become like okay that feels so real and true to me I want to hammer those reward systems and now all of a sudden is that I'm dealing in different currencies. It's not just money and freedom now, it's, 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 it's gratitude, it's awareness, it's growth, it's progress, it's contribution, it's, it's understanding more of my self-concept. You know, we say all the time you can never outperform your self-concept. So getting better at who you are, inevitably you get better at what you do. And seeing people get better at who they are is mind-blowing. Do you see that, say, your clients that do come through, are they then teaching others yeah. um, and, and helping others then have that, uh, that quantum leap in, um, For sure. in thought? Yeah, it's, um, and much like yourself, you know, we've shared some awesome conversations over mm, the time yeah, in, in private yeah, and in public. And it's, it's really cool to see that someone has that moment that we're talking about, that moment of awe. And then the next thing you know, I'm getting a call or we're getting, you know, on social media, and someone's saying, oh, now I use that in one of my friends because I could see it. I could see what they were missing. Even though they couldn't, I could, and I helped them get there, not by force and not by preaching, but by guiding. Mm. And, you know, having that, that art of questioning and seeing people come through that is like, they realize, they go, hang on. So by teaching something, I learn it better, and then I also help out my community and friends, and we get this ripple effect, which is amazing. No, that's awesome. Mm. How can people sort of start? to begin on their sort of mindfulness journey. What, yeah. um, what advice do you have for those who have no idea? When I get asked this question, I always tend to sort of stumble over my words a little bit. So I'll try and get my thoughts really clear. 
and the reason why is because the way I got into it was very, I mean, I, I almost went into this with also refusing it and going into it at the same time sort of thing. It was very interesting. I was never a, uh, I was a very quote unquote normal dude from like 18 to 20, you know, just wanted to do my normal thing. I had a job, I wanted to lift a lot of weights and hang out with some friends, you know, that was really what I was doing. But it was a conversation I shared with Tim, which was like, he's a man that looks good, dresses good, drives a nice car, obviously has results. And he took the time, excuse my French, but he fucking listened to me. And that was really important. So I went, hang on, that one conversation was really, really important. And by being listened to, shot me into this new sort of going, hang on, if he listened to me, that means that must mean I have something good to say. Mm. I must have some sort of value. So normally what I tell people straight away is just, you've got to check the environment that you're in. You can do all the inner work in the world, right? You can do all the mindfulness, all the mindset work. You can read all the books and do all the coaching. But if that's not being reflected back to you in the environment you're in, it's actually not going to make sense. So I had a rapid environment change straight away. And I think that would be the first thing is you put, you bring the body, you put the body in the environment and it will adapt. So without that, it's very, very hard by yourself. I've all heard the concept that you're the average of the five people you spend For sure. time yeah. with. So it's really about assessing those five people and, mm. and removing if need be. Yeah. And, um, finding other people to, um, to build where you sort of want to, want to go. Yep, definitely. I, could, I can definitely agree with that. I tend to urge caution on that sort of thread of thinking because it is very easy when you start to get a little bit more certainty, a little bit more confidence, very easy to just to go, hey, you're out. You know? But we've also got to appreciate that other people are doing their thing as well. And they're trying to figure it out for themselves. So instead of, you know, looking at your five and just, you know, being very reductionist, you're out, you're in, you can stay if you step up a bit. I'd more say, so like, be a guide for those people who need you and try and find some other, you know, influences. And I remember having a questioning myself going, what do I need to do and where do I need to be to be the youngest and the least experienced in every room I step into? And uh, that, that was a good question because I found some of those rooms and it was extremely confronting but also you know you can't really go wrong with that yeah i guess the yeah. flight or fight response sort of kicks in when you put yourself in that situation for sure it's absolutely it does and you you know the biggest battle is going on inside and everyone else is just seeing you sitting there still like am i in the right place <laughs> but yeah you know you force yourself to show up and you you naturally start to you become suggested by that environment and then you can start to think and act like those people and start to find a very authentic voice there because there's no judgment if you're on the right people that's true. You, it's, it's important to find, like you said before, finding the right environment yeah. and, um, and start to get involved in that. Mm, for sure. Let's talk about meditation as being a, a form of um, practicing mindfulness. Yeah. Have you, have you practiced yourself? I love it. And I'm a bit of a meditation preacher, but I'm a terrible practitioner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm always talking about it, but I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the best at being consistent with it. But I know for a fact that if anyone wants to do anything, anything worthwhile, anything that they can call their body of work, is that it's built on a, a foundation of awareness and self-awareness. And there's only three ways you can start to develop that. So we start a lot of people in this three area sort of pronged attack, which is have powerful conversations, right? Get Move past the small talk, reflect and write. So reflection on your week, on your year or whatever it may be, setting that as a bit of a rhythm and writing it down. And the third one is some sort of mindfulness practice, some sort of space and time where you block out most of the noise and they're basically a foundation of the three things that we use to build a level of awareness, a foundation level of awareness before we throw people into, you know, crazy commitments and goals and pathways and things like that. So it is definitely part of my toolkit for, you know, my own training. But I'm, I'm more of a, I'm definitely 
uh, I mean, I'm more situated and better situated in the power, powerful conversation realm than the mindfulness realm. I'm a little bit neurotic in the fact that I need to be doing something all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to find that space of like, I'm not, I'm, I don't really buy into a lot of noise anyway, but for me to find that place where it's not noisy, it can be challenging sometimes. The evidence outweighs, like everyone should be doing some sort of mindfulness, whether it's just sitting there for 15 minutes by yourself, not trying to do a practice, but just being or going straight into a single point practice or a contemplative practice or something where it's you're doing some sort of mindfulness. And the cool thing is you can do it all day. You can, you can do it while having a conversation, just check in. You can do it while writing an email, just check in. And you can be mindful a lot of the day. Yeah. It's, here's one of the, I only started um, a couple of days ago actually getting into the mindfulness practice. Oh, because we had the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The challenge yep. on, the, um, on the page. Something I've really found is, and really it's cliche, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah, for sure. And bringing your thoughts back. And then it starts, it's not, it'll start to permeate through other aspects of your life as well. Sometimes out of the blue, yeah, you least cool. expect it. So that's been really, really interesting. Yeah, 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 nice. Something. Yeah, that's, when was I, I remember one distinct situation where I, where I forced myself at the start of the day, I sat in the car before I actually went, I mean, just 15 minutes. I like to, this is so in, weird, but I like to make my mindfulness intense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like to make sure it's, there's a focus to it not just sitting and so but i was sitting there in this meeting and the meeting started to get a little bit like it started to get a bit intense not in a not in a sort of confrontational way but just uh got some things on that writing on this and i found myself dip into the zone that i was in in the car and i was like whoa that was very interesting it sort of deregulated that fight flight like really quickly mm. so it was cool that so it just sort of kicked in. yeah it does you can go visit that place because you know what it feels like mm. and you've been there before yep. and you can you know go back when almost on a whim yeah um, for sure the better you get at it yep definitely definitely has so how's your practice been going oh pretty good it's it's hard to um hard to be consistent with it it is um, isn't it yeah yeah so i'm only doing 10 minutes a day at the moment yeah um, but even starting it's it's really it's really starting once you're in it it's fine yeah but it's really making that mental leap to to deliberately practice yeah and yeah, yeah yeah do it and i mean you feel the results even after the 10 minutes you know, yeah Clearer mind, clearer focus, <laughs> relax. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Do you get the, why don't I do this all the time? That was <laughs> me do. every time. Yeah. Why don't I do this all the time? Why, why haven't I started this any earlier? <laughs> yeah, why yeah. has it only been, you know, yeah. 2017, 2018 that I've started? Yeah, yeah, yeah 2018. Uh, God, it's damn. crazy. Crazy. Um, something I do recommend everyone try at least three to five times. For know, sure. In a week. And yeah. Then you can make the judgment and see yeah. whether it's something you like doing or not. Tell me it doesn't get a result, right? If you do three to five times, te- I want you to come to my face and tell me that doesn't, because it will. It will work. If you do it properly, it'll work. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any other sort of mindfulness techniques? It's the best word. I suppose disagreeable in the fact that I don't want to position it as a technique or a tool or, or a strategy simply because it sort of, it undermines the whole idea of, of mastery. Um, to try and boil it down to what someone's doing versus how someone's being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can talk about all the different ways to do it over and over and over again, but it's fundamentally at the core, it's, you know, the identity that you, you think about that you want to step into, the person that you want to be, and really chasing that down really daily in attempts, in attempts not to find the hack, not to find the technique, not to do any of that, but commit long, long, long term into a, a basically a life based around growth. If you want if you want a better future, if you want if you want to have some certainty in your future, because something I say to people is your future can be knowable. Like your future can be knowable as long as you have some sort of growth path set in your DNA, and that alone will just run rings around any hack technique 
style you know what i mean mm. because it's really it's the foundation the core of everything really yeah exactly knowing that you, yeah you know knowing that you're not the same person that you were a year ago bingo means that you can be a different person than you are now in a year yeah 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 okay yeah there we go there we go so you know, instead of talking about our and sorry to take that off track so it's um i just don't think it would be good for the listeners to try and see that it's a technique or, or tact you know mm. what i mean it's three things which is a foundation of self-awareness to build a psychological framework of who you want to be, a psychological framework. And then inside that psychological framework will determine the mental skills that you may require. So instead of going straight to mental skills, like just audit yourself first, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then build a, build a framework, a psych framework that when you look at the world, it's optimistic for you. When you look at the world, there's things you can do and there's meaning you can build and there's problems you can solve. Versus looking at the world and going, well, it's all a shit fight, so let's pull the whole house down. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter how much mindfulness you do. If that's your framework, you're wrecked. Like, you're nothing. Makes sense? Yeah, it does. So it's like pretty, putting the, the puzzle pieces together. Into yeah. Sort of small parts of a much bigger... Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Journey. And yeah, and you can almost like, well, let's just, let's just put the puzzle on a solid table first. And then we can then we can play with pieces, find the corners, fill in the blanks. Yeah. I know it's not like it's the most sexy conversation, but it's what no, works. no, no. But it's it's, it's definitely yeah. you know there's a lot of people preaching out there that you know one one technique or one strategy works, and maybe not just in mindfulness, but in um, in you know careers or, or um, you know health and fitness as well. Yeah, there's not sure. there's not one unlock. It's um, it's a combination of yeah, yeah, of many definitely. Things. Now you talk a lot about mindset. Yeah and how it's good to have a solid foundation. Mm. Can you go into a bit more detail on what that actually means in practice? Yeah, cool, in practice, it's cool. Well, I wanna, I'll start, I'll set this up by saying it's very hard, borderline impossible to do it by yourself. You need a guide, someone who can see things that you may not be able to see yet in terms of who you could be. So whatever you serve in others is what you start to bring out within yourself. So if you're gonna serve the weakness in others, you inevitably make yourself weak in that moment. And you won't be able to see that unless someone else can point it out to you in a certain way. So I would start with, say, Liz, find an awesome mentor, find a coach, find a guide, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it can even be, as I said before, your guide, in quotations, can be environmental. It can be a community of people that like to do it as well. But it's like tra it's training, like anything else, is that you start small and it feels awkward and it feels clunky and then you get better and better at it. You start to articulate things better, you start to find patterns a little better and you get some momentum. Right? When you get the momentum, the reward centers kick in and you wanna do it more and more and more. But mindset is fundamentally getting away from the idea of the like A plus B equals C. So it's getting away from the idea that everything's out there. Everything's out there and you've gotta do this thing to get that thing and then I've gotta to talk to that person to get that person. It fundamentally, it's changing the, your entire perspective, and we talked about before, that psychological framework and going, actually, you know what, let's turn the lens in ways into me and start to, instead of going A plus B equals C, putting that all together and, go, and going, actually, you know what, it, it's the person that I need to be which brings everything forward. So if you see someone that you like, that you maybe, that inspires you in some way, and then don't ask the question like, okay, how do I need to think to be like them? But what you're seeing, when you look at that person, you're seeing an expression of who they already were. Right? So it's really obviously you watch someone behind the camera and someone's really authentic and really inspirational and can just be themselves in front of camera. And that's attractive. Mm. Right? Now, if we try and mimic that and copy it, we don't look attractive. 
you know, we don't look solid. We don't look, it's kind of bullshit. Because we're not authentic. We're not authentic. We're trying to be someone else. We're yeah. trying to be who we are. Yeah. So when the topic, when the blanket term mindset comes up, I always think reduce, don't add. So I always think like, what are the things you don't need anymore? Like take away that little bit of anxiety, take away that little bit of neuroticism, take away that judgment and start to come back to what's core and authentic. And then when you find that in yourself, you will be like the person on camera, right? You'll be that, you'll have that authentic voice and that, that ability to, to see things that others can't see. And then not only that, but have the balls to follow it. So mindset is not, I don't want, I don't want everyone to think that it's like, I need to add these certain things and school and skills and layers and tools. A big component of it is what are you willing to turn around and face? What are you willing to let go of? Because everyone knows a bullshitter mm. and the bullshitter is someone who doesn't want to do the work and gets a hold of some language or some lingo and then puts that language and lingo over the top of the shit they really need to do and it comes across gross. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole, to start with that topic of mindset takes, what do you need to reduce? Where's the vulnerability? Where's the fear? And then start to have a look in those places those places will normally hold what you need. And that sort of forces you to look inwards then as well. If you're Bingo. to reduce, yep. then you have to look inwards. Whereas if you're looking to add, then you, you can, always go out and search externally and, and go. That's a very good point, my friend. That's a very good point, sir. Yeah, cool. I like that. Can I use it? <laughs> yeah, <for> sweet. Bits <laughs> of wisdom, love it. Yeah. And I guess it's one of those things, I think, when you look internally, you start to discover the stories you're telling yourself of why you can't do something. Cool. Yep. I like it. And then you, it's, you sort of have to well, try to disprove those stories mm. and, and really, really assess them. Yep. Put them under the mi- microscope. Yep. And that's hard to do. It is because, yeah. it, because it, it, you end up having to, to put your ego to a side. Yep. Really have those often hard conversations with yourself. That's right. Yep. That, uh, that constant narration of what could be will, will definitely make or break a person. That's one of the, you know, that's, you go to anyone who's, in this field and that'll that should be one of the core areas of of discussion and inquiry to that narration of what's going on um that constant you know mouse in the wheel we like to actually approach that biologically not psychophysiologically so we found amazing data and amazing responses to like inhibiting that story quote unquote getting some freedom internally by actually optimizing biology not psychology so what, what, what does that mean exactly okay yeah cool that's a good question thank you um, instead of okay, so here's a basic one. What happens when you get hangry? You're a maniac. And... Yeah, and the story is crazy. That story that we're talking about, you know, that inner critic will be very, very loud. Mm. So instead of going, "Whoa, these thoughts are really intense. I definitely can't do this." Go. We'd like to go. Just check. When did you last eat? Go have two glasses of water, eat something, and then check back in with the story. You may find it's changed. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, uh, I'm actually pretty good now. I'm not as scared. I'm not making up these crazy imaginative stories anymore. And we have a list of like six or seven things that we go through. We call it, you know, we just check in. It's a virus check before you assess that crazy story. And we're getting better responses through biological means Mm -hmm. than trying to, well, what happens when you start to combat thinking with thinking, right? You Mm -hmm. get insane. Like, oh, this story's really not serving me. Let's change it. Oh, no, now that feels fake. That doesn't feel authentic. Uh, that's not my thought. And you just get in this wheel of... You get stuck. You get stuck and you just spin the wheels. So we actually like to get people out of their heads and almost say, think from the neck down and check in with the body. Are you breathing? Right? Are you, are you sitting or standing? 
Are you strong or weak right now? Like check in with the body, the story changes. Mm-hmm. It's sort of back to mindfulness too, sort of taking... Yeah. Um, sort of links back to that, which is great. Yeah, absolutely it does, for sure. It's Part of mindfulness is not just the mind, right? The mind is encapsulated everywhere. It's mm. this intelligent system that goes be below the neck as well. If we take mindfulness as a whole, it's a relationship. It's not just a thing that you do. It's actually a relationship. It's a relationship between the observer and the observed, it's the relationship of the body to the observed and then that entire little organism to its environment. So mindfulness is deep, man. It's really like kind of sophisticated. It's shortfall to think it's just a, uh, you know, it's a gratitude practice. It's more than that. Mm. It does a lot deeper. Yeah, for sure. To mind the body and the external environment. And the relationship between those things, it's insane. Yeah, so yeah, you've got a lifetime, so good luck. Um, (laughs) Something that starts and it will never end. Mm. But man, we've we've um we've having we're having a really good time with our company and basing on doing a lot of great work with people and companies in this arena to just you know it impacts bottom line, it impacts people, it impacts performance, teamwork, leadership, world class teams and and expert leaders are really you know just wanting more and more of this because you can see the results. Yeah, I mean, what are organisations but just a group of people? Bingo, that's it. Yep, trying to come together on their own free will to try and solve a problem. You know and they got to hang out harmoniously together, which is like putting a couple of universes in the room and say, solve this problem. Like, there's going to be clashes. Mm. And you got to, you know, you, you got to not only know how to diffuse that, but also leverage that tension. I was going to say, you have to use use people's skill sets, and everyone's different. Yep. Everyone's got something to bring to the table. Yeah, for um, sure. A different perspective. Yep. And it's really harnessing that power of people yeah. to grow. That's it. And if you've got, you know, if you've got an, int- let's just say, interesting leader, and they close down the space and suck the oxygen out of the room. No one's gonna find their authentic voice that we're talking about. No one's gonna find and bring their ideas to the table and build, start to build meaning and value because it will just, there's no oxygen in the room because you know, you've got a leader who needs to allow some space or, mm. or you know, do things differently or give responsibility to someone else, not be so controlling, whatever it may be, is that you just, we're just seeing a giant shift right now in organizations and it's been happening for a while but now it's on the up big time which is that more conscious style leadership and it's been proven now there's really really solid science behind empathy in Mm. leaders not that sort of like old school drill sergeant sort of thing that'll get you to a point for sure Mm. um, because you will harden some people up but then there's like a tipping point where you need that needs to change into some very like high empathy high feel style of leadership to really go to the next level Mm -hmm. so really about feeling psychologically safe in, in for sure yeah in. absolutely if you're not then you really can't be your true self you yep. can't be authentic yourself if yep. you're not feeling that safety yeah and the result of that is tired by thursday uh, bot- body aches you know massive story in your head you know relationships failing not enjoying yourself not being fulfilled is that they're the symptoms of that not feeling psychologically safe and therefore trying to be someone else at work or at, li- at life yeah you know? it's something you might be able to maintain in the short term but it definitely sort of eats you up and um, yeah. you get to a point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, 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 for sure. What's next for next level this year? Oh, we go to the next level every year. We go to the next level. Um, no, but we've got, well, Tim, my business partner now, he's in LA as we speak. And now, uh, so we've got, our, our 2018 is based around, it's going to be a big growth year for us. I feel it in our bones. And it's about, it's about really supporting the legs of the business while that growth occurs. It's not growth for the sake of growing. Is, is definitely our next level. It's, we're putting in a few training systems um, and other things so we can get the right people on board. We've got, what else we got? Oh, we've got a, we've got a tech system coming and it's, it's through its couple of stages of development now and it's so sexy and so sleek. 
it's never been done before. It's been extremely hard. It's been a three-year journey trying to really nut out this process, and it's something that we're extremely, extremely proud of. Our MVP is very close, and that's going to be a, a very sort of an innovative way to bring a whole bunch of performance, mindfulness, growth work into a tech-based platform, but not lose the human side and not lose the depth of connectivity that a lot of tech systems do. So we racked our heads and with some a really some really amazing partners in this venture about how to get the core of next level, you know, how to democratize it and really make this accessible for a lot of people. So we're really pumped about that. That's awesome. Can't wait to um to have a play with have it. A yeah. Play with it, be it. No, thanks so much for um, for your time today. Um, Absolute pleasure. Behind the grind, it's been great to talk to you. I love it. I love the brand. I love what you stand for. It it speaks to me. We'll definitely speak to a lot of our clients as well. And uh, you're doing an epic job. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Would really appreciate it if you left a rating. For more inspiring stories and advice, follow Stories Behind the Grind on Instagram and Facebook.